Welcome to the No Ideas Originals Podcast featuring Shanon, Mr. Rob, and Ken, episode 153. What's up, yo? How y'all doing? Hey, what's up? What's going on, good brothers? Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. Yo, how your week been so far? Well, mine just had a big birthday, big 50. Um, outside of that, man, that was that was that was the kickoff of my entire week, having that day, having y'all come through. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people came up, driving. They was getting on me like, "Yo, Rob, you in witness protection? Why you live so far? Nowhere. Where the hell do you live, bro?" But um, now nah, it was a great turnout. I'm glad everyone came. Glad everyone enjoyed themselves, and I enjoyed myself. Sure. Yo, your neighbor though, your neighbor, me and him had a Zara? great conversation. Yeah, yo, this dude had a had the crazy butter soft level. I was telling him like, "Yo, your coat is fly. You don't see." Post like that no more. He had the Tony Soprano joint on. Like, you know he's like, an actor, right? Did I tell you that? Yeah, you say he had a sad card and everything, right? He had a sad card. He um he did the he was in the departed. He's done a series of Sopranos. He also was in the um the Wu Tang saga series. He was? Yeah, when the when the Spanish dude came in, he came into the in, into the Italian spot and then he walked out and got shot. He oh. was one of them Italian guys that was sitting at the table talking to him. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, cool as hell, yo. Very, very dope. Me and him was having a um a conversation. That some people wouldn't find interesting, but I find it extremely interesting. We was talking about the delivery fee associated with utilities now, and how the delivery the delivery fee is more than the actual usage. Like, yo, you can get your damn gas bill or your electric bill, and you know how you call it, your actual electric usage is one hundred and fifty dollars, but the delivery fee is four hundred dollars. Yo, he told me he just house with a with a wood pellet stove or something like that. It's the whole crib. That joint oh, right back right there. Whole pellet stove, man. God Shout out to Mr. Garo, Miss Mona, my neighbors. God bless you. And the wood stick. Yo, so we got a dope episode tonight. I feel like we kinda got like yo, we we becoming like honor, honorary Queensbridge affiliates because we have a lot of people from QB that that, that grace this platform. Absolutely. You know, um this brother we got coming on tonight, Chalice, is a dude who's been around for um for a minute in QB from Super Kids to Killer Kids to the QB Finest album to Lake's 41st side album to his own projects. Even did work with our people, straight bangers, um, did projects with them. You know, he was on that 2020 project, you know, and now he got a new project coming out on New Year's Day that we're going to find a, find out more about. So I'm happy to bring to the platform Mr. Chalice. And then the other thing I should say is he's also yo, yo, on yo. the No Ideas Original Podcast compilation as yeah, well. Yeah, Chalice, yeah. what's up, bro? How yeah, you doing, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah. What's popping? What's popping, yo? Ain't good. nothing, man. How you doing? Good shit, bro. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, my team. Salute. Yo, appreciate you pulling up, man. And thanks, yo, also thank you publicly for the turnaround on the record, on the, the oh, verse. Yeah. You know, like for some people, we gotta wait forever for a verse, but <laughs> yo, he was like, nah, I got you, next day. Bang. Nah, facts, facts. I'm, I'm, I'm in a matrix right now, you know, I'm like in the middle of recording like several projects, so I'll, I'll just tell everybody, yo, just send it, send it, send it. I'll lay that shit real quick. That's what's up, I appreciate that. Yo, so tell us what it was like growing up in QB and how you actually got into writing rhymes. Mm. So, like growing up in QB, it's like you know, it's kind of crazy because one is the biggest project, you know what I mean? 
96 buildings on six blocks. You know what I mean? Uh, I actually started writing when I was young as hell. Probably like seven, you know what I mean? Seven, eight years old. Right. You know, my uncle, shout out my uncle, you know, from uh, Castle Hill Project. Right. Yeah, my uncle, uh, Q Banger, and uh, uh, Grandmaster Egg, you know what I mean? Q mm-hmm. Banger actually was, uh, he recorded all Grammy, all Grammy mods, you know, mm-hmm. first. Remy was like, you know, our neighbors and shit. So, you know, he pretty much got me started, like, you know, being around him, you know what I mean? Just freestyling and shit. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, just being in the bridge, you know, just being around people, you know, really, uh, rest in peace, Prince A.D., Killer Shop. Mm. You know, he lived in the next building from me, you know what I mean? That was like, that was like my big brother. Mm. And, you know, he was actually Mar- he was actually Mar- DJ, you okay. know what I mean? At the time, so, he kind of like, the nigga was always DJing next, you know, next door to me in my next building. I always hear music and shit. So I just hollered at him one day, like, yo, yo, I rap, man, what's up? He's like, yo, you know, he pretty much scooped me under the wing. And then, uh, shit, it just got lit from there, man. Yo. What is what is it about the affiliation? It seems like there's some sort of uh, law of attraction between Queensbridge and the Bronx. Like we had Nation on, Nation, Bronx resident, B12, Bronx resident, you, Bronx roots. Like what is what's what's up with the connection? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, that that I mean, the the birthplace of hip hop versus you know you know Queensbridge. You know, it's a lot of history. Crazy, you know, you know what I mean. Before niggas was even born. That's a fact, man. And, and and to think, I was just doing the knowledge of this, man. A lot of MCs come out of Queens. Yeah, yeah man. I think I was just having a debate with my boy about this shit. I think we got the most, the borough got the most MCs. The most period. MCs, hands down. Yeah, yeah, hands yeah. Fact. Yeah, Even, fact. I mean, you can, you can go, you can go to Staten Island, you can go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn got a lot of MCs. But from start from start to finish, you go from run to now. There's no way Queens got a hands down. Yeah, 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 fact. Yeah, I'm agree with that. Let me ask you this: In your opinion, what's QB's legacy with all that talent coming out of that from '96 blocks? What, what would you say QB's legacy would be? I, I mean, it's. To me, like right now, I'm kind of like, I'm really kind of pissed off because it's a lot of talent. Like, I'm a young OG now, like, you know what I mean? But it's a lot of young talent that's not getting the recognition, you know, to keep the torch, you know, to keep the fucking torch going. And I'm not, I'm not going to point no fingers at nobody, but I feel like it could have been handled, it could have been handled different, like, you know what I mean? Like, you got Nas, Nature, Mega, uh... Man, it's just so many, you know, the OGs, the OGs, yeah, the OGs got the blueprint, they should have had the labels popping and bringing, you know, bringing this young talent out, so like with the legacy, I feel like the legacy is really kind of fucked up right now, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, yeah, man, it's it's crazy, man. Is that, let me ask you, is that the development of QB United, when it got you, Piff, so, so with that, like, when I tried to do QB United, it was like, you know, shout out Metal World Peace. He pretty much was a silent partner behind all that shit. You know what I mean? But before I started, I came to him with the idea. He was like, yo, you know, 
number one, don't get your feelings in this shit. Like, you know what I mean? This right. shit is business. And I'm more like, you know, I'm, I'm more got the relationships with, you know, all the younger artists. I'm like, nah, nah, fuck it. I can get them to do it. And it kind of, it just went left, man. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the, as far as, like, the hunger, you know, coming, yo, coming to the studio, you know what I mean? Right. Just, every, it's, you're dealing with 20, 20 fucking eagles. So, you know what I mean? It's, it. it's kind of hard, but, but, you know, I still feel, I, I pat myself on the back if niggas don't, you know, to, 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 to do it, you know, to try to do it. Like, you know what right. I mean? I felt good trying to do it, so it is what it is. Because yeah. brothers like AG Flow, Young young Aura, it's, that, was, that was, I heard a song all y'all did, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is, this is coming behind Mob Deep and the rest of these niggas? Man, it's, Man, I'll be home. Yeah, I'll, I'll be so mad that, you know what I mean, that them names that you do out there are not, you know, in the forefront right yeah. now. Because right. honestly, if anybody was to ask me, like, who's it in the bridge outside of me, like, of course, like, you know, but outside of me, they got it. You know what I mean? They, they got it. You can hear they got it. it, man. You can hear it. These niggas is hungry as fuck, bro. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. With that, with that situation Ron was talking about, if there's anything that you feel you could have did different, what would you have done with the United? Man, I'm probably, uh, number one, it wasn't no budget. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That shit was, that shit was all done out of relationships on the strength of me and Ron. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I really, like, shot money, we did the record called Certified with me, Nation, Little, and Ron, you know, just talking shit on it. But that was out of, you know what I mean? He gave me the beat on it. He gave me beats for free. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then uh, Steve Sola, super engineer. He did all my beats, you know what I mean? Yeah, all yeah. My he, mixed, he mixed the record, the project for me for free. Wow. It was like, you know what I mean? I, I wish it was a budget because money always talks. You know what I mean? I wish mm-hmm. it was a budget to, yo, listen, all right, fuck it. His three G's. Is three G's for everybody. That would have made, you know what I mean? That would have made yeah, it a yeah. little. It would have made it a little bit easier, like you know what yeah. I mean. Yo, I want to go back for um for a second because you were saying in terms of like the um the ego for like the QB United project and getting uh-huh. all the egos together. Do you think ego played a factor into why that first layer of like the QB not pine because they actually it wasn't the first it was the second tier. First tier I would say was Shan Marley, uh-huh. dudes, whatever. But second yeah. tier when you start looking at the Nas's, the Natures, the Megas, the uh-huh. um the Mob, you know like. Do you think ego played a role in preventing them helping to culti- cultivate that next level of talent? Yeah, man, I'm a probably, I don't know if it's, if it's just ego. It could have been, uh, you know, financial shit too. Because mm-hmm. that, like, I don't know, that, that shit is different, you know what I mean? With contracts and now that, now that it's later on in the years, now, you know, the stories is coming up. Money played a lot of part with, you know what I mean? Versus yeah. egos. It played a lot of parts, so it's like I don't know. I could I could say ego too, cause you know you dealing. It's like if you signed under Nas, it's like you. How can you come and do a you know be on a record after him? It's like you're, you know what I mean. And then yeah. if, if he was the co-sign and say, yo, he it. Yeah. I don't know. Some niggas egos might be like, well shit, yeah, I'm it. God's son just said I'm it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I yeah, think, you, you know what, I, um, 
one of the things that I think that happens too that I find like um, just in terms of like relationships and not even music related stuff like yo as a person that I grew up in the hood and I've extended opportunities to people in the hood around different things and I think sometimes when you extend those opportunities and they don't work out or you get burnt by extending those opportunities you become reluctant to want to extend them again because you're like damn yeah. I keep my arm on the strength and I keep getting burned by it but you know what people don't have the um the the perspective that you have like they don't know that you extended those opportunities they yeah. just be like yo you in a you in a position to put me in a position do you think some of that could have happened facts big facts big facts man it's like the situation like with Nas and Nathan you know what I mean now that all that shit is out in the air when Nathan told the story he went on several platforms and told the story how you know he was under Nas had this thing on Clue had him everywhere yeah yeah, had him but he didn't yeah. but he didn't sign him track masters you know what I mean I guess not back on him but they came at him nigga need money he you know what I mean he got he got the buzz mm-hmm. he took the deal you know what I mean so then that's when that's when shit you know what I mean kind of went bad between them and it's like, what What do you do when you, in, you know what I mean? You're in a predicament like that. Anybody yeah. can say, oh, I would have did this. But picture being a nation shooter. Like, what, what you would have did? You were yeah. hot. You know what I mean? You hot now. Nas gave you, the, you know what I mean? It gave you the opportunity to get hot. But now, like, what we doing? We got step one. Let's go to step two. Stop, yo, stop me. Yeah. So I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to shelf myself? Yeah. <laughs> yo, you know, yo, you know what you know what it is though though? I think that also sometimes happens with us. I think the um the formality of it, like the paperwork part, you know, like I think people yeah. struggle people struggle with having that conversation around like, all right, so how do we put this on paper? And then for some reason when things do get on paper, sometimes it changes the nature of the relationship. Yeah, like but after the yeah. fact people appreciate paper. But if you gotta like if if me and you was cool, we've been chilling. Uh-huh. We knew each other for 15 years, and I come to you and I be like, yo, Chalice, we about to get this bread, but I need you to sign this paper. You want me like, yo, Shannon, I knew you for 15 years. You good, my G. Like, we got it. It's that. Yeah, but every yeah. artist is every artist is not good businessman. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what fucks everything. If niggas would just, just all right, I'm the artist, I'm going to be the artist. Let me pay, you know what I mean? Let me pay my biz- the businessman to take care of business. Yeah. You can't be the artist in the business, man, man. It's not it's not happening unless you, you know what I mean, got certificates, but it's like you went to school and know the business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Paper-wise, you got to step back, man. And most of the business, sadly, most of the business that artists have learned has been because they were put in positions where they may have gotten cheated or whatever it is. So it just makes it, it makes it a little dicey in terms of relationships. Yeah, Let definitely. me ask you, when, when did you realize that you actually had something and you know, like, oh, yo, I could actually do this and make bread off of it. Man, uh, what's I like with the whole Killer Kid situation is when, you know, I felt, I felt that. I was 14, 15, I was 14, 15, you know, doing shit, you know, recording at that right. level. ADAC, right. you know what I mean? ADAC, yeah. like I got shit on ADAC, doing drills. Wow. So, you know what I mean? That's when I kind of felt like my first, my first uh whack, my first record pretty much was with Prince A D. Mm-hmm. Uh this shit is crazy. It's an old ass record, but it's called uh Lyrical Flavor, right? Mm-hmm. So he brought me to the studio one day, like yo, come through, chill chill out of this. I'm like, alright. Like this 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 is hip hop history right here. 
So Chuck chill out is there, and I'm pretty much you know like through my uncles and shit. Like I know I, I know a lot about hip hop, so I knew who he was. Yo yo, Conan spit a verse or whatever. So I spit a verse, and they actually you know they actually put the record out, like wow. fucking two inch. So that was the first time when I seen you know my name on wax, and I heard my shit on wax, and I heard them spinning that shit on BLS. I was like, oh shit, I'm 15. Cool. Right, right, right. Wow. 15 on BLS? Yeah. Yo, yo. So this, not everybody knows what ADATs are. So some people may be familiar with DATS. DATS was the, with a little kind of like hard. ADATS was the joints that looked like almost like kind of like chest. Yeah, yeah, man. I feel so, old, man. <laughs> word. So, yo, but no, this is this is good because this this talks about for people who may not be aware, like the evolution of music, like you know, mm-hmm. from a real to eight dats to that, yeah, uh, you know, fact. now everything being digital, very, fact. very, um, very different. Yeah, Rob. No, I was gonna um, be going back to business, man. What was it like being signed to Warrior? And my, uh, my second question was yourself, Mr. QB, and um, uh-huh. File yeah. Monday. Were y'all? Were y'all? Looking to be a group, were y'all a group at that point? Yeah, yeah. Hey, y'all, yeah, yeah, y'all got some good ass questions. I ain't gonna <laughs> I got some good-ass so it's kind of crazy because we kind of like skipping chapters, but I'm gonna just try to like you know make this shit quick. So with uh with True Warrior, so actually Ruck, Mr. QB, and Foul Monday, they they're actually the newer distance to kill a kid. Oh, you know what I mean? So okay. that's how. So Ron pretty much Ron. Started, me and Ron got cool after I did the QB Finest album because he didn't know he didn't know I was talented. So with Killer Kids, I was Psycho Child. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And a lot of people knew me from that name. You know what I mean? And you know, like with weed, like I was like selling hell of weed. So a lot of people knew me as Psycho. <laughs> so I would just give you the you know breakdown of my new name, and I'm gonna make this quick. So a lot of people knew me, you know, from weed as Psycho, Psycho Child, and you know I smoked a lot. Right. So one day uh the dread, uh, I went to go get, you know, a pound of stuff from the dread. He's like, man, you smoke like a couch. About to say. Like a yeah. So I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is a challenge? You know a challenge, mean? right. Yeah, so he told me, I looked it up, I seen a pimp cup, you know, a pimp cup, I seen, you know, the cup they drink uh Jesus blood out of, whatever mm-hmm. religious shit, and I seen a pipe, like a challenge. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds dope. Psycho challenge. I'm like, nah, that's just, I gotta get rid of cycle. So mm-hmm. tell us, you know what I mean? And then, uh, pretty much, so Ron found out, you know what I mean? Like, oh shit, yo, it's all money. Yo, who the fuck is, who the fuck is tell us? So a mutual friend, I always knew Ron because he lived on the, you know, on the, on the 10th Street on the other side. So I met him and shit. He's like, yo, I wanna do music, blah, blah. So I start doing music with him. I'm like, yo, you know, my other people, whatever. He got with Found Monday and Brock, uh, Mr. QB, and he tried to form this a group. We was, okay. uh, yeah, we was Worldwide Warriors. You know, right. during, the, during the whole Lakers championship run, we just made a group. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? We just, he like, fuck it, you know? You know, pretty much I felt, yeah, I felt like he was like, uh, I can't focus on one nigga, so let me just try to throw all three uh, mm-hmm. in a group and we just push the shit out. So that's how that, that's how that happened. Mm. Okay, okay. I, got a, I got a question for you. Listen, in that whole QB's finest album, there's only two people with solo songs. Yeah. You and Nas, how did that come about? Uh, yo, so it's crazy. 
actually, I got the intro. The intro for uh, my mixtape I got wrong. Pretty much breaking that whole that shit down. But uh, I don't know how that came about because. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to break this down quick, man. It, it, it's crazy. So shout out Nate Song. You know what I mean? Nate Song. That's that's my boy. We go way back. Bro, Mr. QB and Nathan is cousin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I always do Nathan. So uh Nate, I seen Nate one day, right? He's doing a fucking interview with uh Double XL. He's walking with the reporter, like, yo, what y'all doing? I'm, y'all, I got the bottle, come to the crib and I'm doing an interview. I'm like, fuck it, do it in my crib. So he come to my crib, do the interview, we start rapping, and then uh interview over and shit. That's crazy because Double XL, they dig in the archives. They got this shit. You know what I mean? But uh, he leaves. He hit me up the fucking, like, a few hours. Like, yo, come meet Esco. I'm like, I've been new Nas, you know what I mean, since killing kids. Nas used to, me and Nas used to rent. Joke all the time. Like, he know me as a snotty, you know what I mean? A snotty mm-hmm. old nigga. <laughs> so... I, I go to, I, I fucking meet Nas in the back of the project. He's in the fucking experience cab. He's in a cab. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not starstruck, but I'm like, the fuck, this is this is Nas. Like that's mm. this is the king. This is the king of Queensbridge. I don't care what anybody say. Mm-hmm. So I, you know what I mean? I go to the studio, I do the first joint. Shit called Hood Party. He's actually on the hook. Wow. You know what I mean? And I kill I guess I killed it. And uh he gave me his number, he's like, yo, hit me. So, I start, go, I start going to the studio. I got several tracks, you know what I mean, with uh, Braveheart, Havoc Beat, Dave mm-hmm. Grease, Mary J. Like, I got big-ass oh, records, you know, big records for him. Damn. Um, so, uh, right before, I think, 9-11, I was in Virginia with my cousin and shit smoking, and I wrote money in the fucking car. Just riding on the instrumental, I just wrote money. And I spit it on his, I spit it on his voicemail, mm. and, and he fucking hit me back, and like an hour, like yo, come fly out. I went to the record that shit. So I'm like, fuck. It. I'm out of here. Yeah, he fly, he fly me out, and uh, I get there. Alchemist is there. I met Alchemist several times, you know, through Prodigy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. So we go through, we go through like 80 beats. No lie, like 80 feet. Mm. Nas is damn near going to sleep. And then, uh, and then money come on. The beat come on. And every brave all sides, like, yo, that's it, that's it. So I lay it. And then, uh, the hook was actually longer than it really is. Mm-hmm. So Nas, Nas was like, yo, nah, nah, yo, 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 just cut it. Yo, just repeat it, repeat it, man. So I repeat it. It's like, that's it. And then, uh, shit, like three days later, he like, yo, come back to the studio. And I came back, and that shit was on a two, it was on a two-inch reel. Damn. I was like, shit, they had bottles and shit. Like, yo, I knew I made the, once I seen that shit on the two-inch, I'm like, I'm like, I fucking made, I made the fucking album. You know what I mean? And I didn't know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm trying to make this just short. Nah, 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 it's a story. I didn't know, I, I didn't know I only had a solo on there. Actually, it's three. Prodigy got his own yeah. solo. It was Prodigy on solo, but now it's top one. Self-conscious. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy. He, uh, he asked us too, should I put it on there? He was in the hospital. Mm. That's why he couldn't get a, like, a, a newer, newer verse. Yeah. So he took self-conscious and then did that shit. But yeah, that's how 
I didn't know I had the, you know, the only artist not signed mm. with a soul with a solo record on that album. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's a crazy, a crazy record. Yo, so what was it like? What was the recording process like? Recording QB Finest first, the late Forty First Side album too, because you on there as well. Man, big difference because you actually, you actually got a, a budget from Columbia Sony. You know what I mean? QB Finest album. He had a million dollar budget for that shit. Damn. You know what I mean? Hold on, niggas text me. I'm trying to tell him, yo, jump on the live, motherfucker. Yeah, that, I actually, and I was young learning the business. Shout out to Little. Little's put me on. He, I got some crazy ass stories, but Little's put me on a lot of shit and helped me get get all my money. You know what right. I mean? Off that. That that album, damn there, it's platinum. It's so more than platinum. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, Shit is crazy, man. The difference is, is with the budget and the and the superstars versus Forty First Side album was superstars but gangsters. You know what I mean? This is this is late. You know what I mean? I knew late since I was young too. Sharing the world, living in my building, so mm-hmm. I knew. You know what I mean? I was tied then. But the Forty First Side album was gangsters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Real gang, guns out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking work. Work out like yo, crazy. you get crazy. one take, one you get one take. Nah, but it wasn't. Nah, but I never. Not saying I, I, not saying I was shook. I wasn't shook, but I was like late. What I liked about late, and I still to this day I see him. I never got that impression like yo, you know what I mean? That one, yo, go in there, don't fuck up my album, yo, you know what I mean? It was yo, you good, yo, you need. It's too cold in here. Yo, get out of here. Yo, we were caught like, you know what I mean? Felt, it was you accommodating. Yo, yeah. yo, I want, I, want, I want to go back for a second because you mentioned um, Littles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Straight Bangers had opportunity to do a lot of work with um, with Littles also. And to uh, me, like, Littles is another dude. Littles is a dude who came out of jail and really got, like, on his business grind a lot of people don't know like it was a point with littles before i guess they fell out he was managing mob deep right wasn't he like their tour manager or something this is something a lot of people don't know littles littles managed money bag yo before he he super super took off so he already had he always had that you know that business and And littles yo littles to me is one of the first people that i seen like be successful doing like the independent Rascal oh yeah, yeah, Brian, yeah, like with DVDs, CDs, or whatever. I like, just watched. I just watched this old DVD. And I, I hit him too, like man, this is inspiration. Like, yeah. I don't think no, I don't think no nigga ever do that. Like, best of the block, that was best of the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yo, Littles yeah. is like it, it, a lot of people don't realize like the work that he put in in his business acumen. I don't know where him and my beat relationship. Um, went wrong, but you know, like to me, like I, I've always respected his business acumen. Like yeah. I think dude is just really good. Hey, you, the key word in that sentence when you say where it went wrong, but before <laughs> that you said business. <laughs> That's the answer to your question, right? If he's business savvy, and these are artists trying to do business, yeah. If that shit ain't right, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the gangster come out. <laughs> I'm just keeping it a buck, like you know what I mean. Yo, I, I was, I um. The other day, I was looking at um, what is it? Is it a murder music? The murder music uh-huh. movie, and I, I always left the little the little scene in the beginning. Oh man, yo, yo. So, super! Y'all originally before Killer Kids, you were Super Kids, right? 
Nah, so Super Kings was nah, nah. I was never a part of that. It was it was always Killer Kids. You know what I mean? We started we started Killer Kids with uh you know shout out uh recipes Killer Star Prince AD. You know what I mean? He was the big the big homie. You know what I mean? Of the whole crew. He pretty much put it together. So Killer Kids was Killer One, Two, Three, Four, Five. It was five of us. So we went off in numbers. It was me, Prince AD. Uh, third surgeon, superb MC, and uh, baby Sham. Baby Sham. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we make this quick. We uh, we put a few records out. You know what I mean? Uh, we did Future Flavors. Future Flavors was the that's what we knew. Once we, but with Marley, even though you know Marley's from our from our block, you know, forty plus out of Vernon. So I knew we knew Marley, but it was hard as fuck. You know, future flavor because that shit is like flex now. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So we sent him a record. He was the first one to break our record. And no lie, he played that shit every Sunday. Like he, he played it and we kind of like we took off. And then after that was uh Stretch and Barbito. I don't know who I don't know who could dig in the up. We went on Stretch and fucking we killed that shit for like an hour straight, rhyming. And it was just, you know, it was, it, it was on from that, on. Yo, if you understand, you know, for folks that's not from New York City, if you uh-huh. made it to Stretch and Barbito, oh, yeah, you were yeah. Stretch and Barbito, you were yeah. like, you were, you, you were God. Like, all the yeah. big name acts that you hear now, you know, from, from back then, are all people who yeah. went to Stretch and Barbito. Hey, yeah. I got a dad. That's, uh, I got to give credit to uh, Prince AD, Killer Shaw. He, he was like he knew a lot of not just him being mob deep dj but he knew a lot of people like he was cool with flex you know rest in peace big cat mm-hmm. that was our big homie too so he he put all that shit together bro. you know what i mean mm-hmm. tell about qb bronze connection how'd you link up with straight banging so but straight banging is from the Bronx. Should yeah I, oh shit, i didn't even know I'm, I'm <laughs> that's great how the fuck did i mean straight bangers Somebody, uh, you know, he did work for, for a few uh, artists on TV. He did work for Littles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I don't know how the fuck he mean. I think it was on Twitter. Mm, I think it was on yeah. Twitter, and he just sent me a pack, and I was like, nice. all right, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, let's go. And then uh, we was actually working on the, uh, on the Killer Kids new project, and mm. it fell through. But Bank- Straight Bankers got like four joints on that. It, he did the oh. joint, the mob, the mob joint, the mob deep joint. They, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, with, yeah. Uh, yeah, with me and, uh, me and Russ. Damn, yeah. y'all, y'all doing your homework. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fact. Shout out Spring Bangers. I'm glad you brought that up. We actually uh, just reconnect. He just sent me a pack yesterday. He sent me another pack. So I'm actually doing a project with him, okay. like, right now. Like, after all this first project I'm dropping on, New Year's, I'm coming straight in, straight Bangers, straight gutter. To be like real gutter shit. Yeah, well, okay, Ken. No, but listen, just going back, I know, I know, Meta, Meta's different. Listen, y'all was out there touring the Lord. How was it out there with Fat Joe? Fat Joe opening up or something? I know. Man, y'all got some man. What? How y'all get these questions, yo? What the fuck? We, we make sure we do our research on on anybody yo, that we talk to. Crazy. Hey, so um. That tour, I'm trying to make all these stories quick. Shit, I got a million stories. But yeah, that that uh, tour. So Ron 
was actually, you know, cool with uh Fat Joe, you know, from Rucker. From Rucker, yeah. That, you know, you know, a lot of shit. You know, he they won the championship, you know, Fat Joe tried to get Ron the fucking iced out Roly. But Ron couldn't take it, you know, because of the NBA policy. NBA, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's how Fat Joe. So uh Ron actually this shit is crazy. He paid for us to go on that tour. A hundred bands. A hundred bands. Wow. This is Fat Joe's first time going overseas. Okay. Right, because he so, was uh, well, He didn't like flying. Yeah, he never liked flying. So uh we got cool with Cap. You know, Cap was uh, being our DJ for so so we took Cap. We went about five deep. And uh that tour was amazing, man. Uh, uh European tour. We toured the whole Europe like mm. fucking three months. Damn. And uh yeah, man, it was it was crazy, man. Super crazy. Mm. Nigga, uh, nigga, nigga, almost risked his marriage, everything. Like, right? <laughs> shout out, shout out, Metal World Peace. <laughs> yo, cause, yo, cause he didn't tell, he was married, he didn't tell her that he was going, you know what I mean, on tour. Mm-hmm. This nigga, the, like the third show, I think we in fucking uh, Italy, and he like, yo, I gotta go home. I'll be, I'll be back. So we actually got into an argument because. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck you mean you gotta go home to be back? <laughs> Yo, I'm leaving Cap all the money. Yeah, it wow. was crazy, man. But no matter what we got a lot of stories. Found that though. A lot of stories. Yo, did you did you did y'all hit up Amsterdam? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I have never yeah. I've never been, but I've heard great things. What do you think of Amsterdam? Hey man, rest in peace, big cap. The tall bus pull out Amsterdam. You know what I mean? This nigga get off the bus with a big Dutchie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Two, uh, roll the ooh two Dutchies together. He lighted up, asked the cop, hey, officer, where the coffee shop? I'm shook like, yo, this nigga coming to police. Cop, yo, it's down the block. Went there. Cap took us all over Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Marley Coffee House, coffee shop, go there. We walk through the red light district. Yo, it's lit. Amsterdam, yeah. love it. Yo, did you get um, an opportunity to meet Kobe? Uh-huh. I met Kobe. Oh. I met Kobe three times. The first time we was uh we was outside the practice facility we're talking and shit. And uh, we like, yo, damn the weather is, you know, weather's crazy out here. Then the motherfucker was like, Yeah man, this shit is off the hook now and hot as fuck. And I turned around and it was fucking Kobe. And I was <laughs> like, oh I was like, oh shit, like, you know, Ron at that time, you know, Ron is just at the Lakers, so it's like, you know, Ron, that's my man, he's a man with Kobe, nigga. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, shit, Kobe, yo, what's up? Like, all right. And then they was just like, yo, uh, you know, Kobe take a helicopter, a gold, a, a gold helicopter to uh, the practice. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck out of here. And then five minutes later, this nigga just, like, goes off in the sunset. Like, in a chopper off of practice. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kobe, Kobe's ill, man. Super ill. Mm. Yo, so what made you venture, or, or how'd you find yourself becoming um, a solo artist? Because a, a lot of your experiences in groups, and do you like being a solo artist? Yeah, I mean, I love being a solo artist. I, I kind of like, well, with Killer Kid, we kind of like, shit wasn't working. So with Baby Sham, he pretty much, Buster was shooting a video with Missy you know, on 21st Street, right in our hood. Mm-hmm. He rapped for Buster. Mob Deep was there, so the gangsters was like, Buster's up, yo, yo. They looking at Sham like, 
yo, you saw when we fucking you up, like, you know what I mean? So he wound up signing with Buster. He left. Me and his brother actually became a, a group. And that's how uh, we almost signed the infamous record before, was, you know what I mean? Infamous record, before Bars and Hook. Me and his brother. So, uh, man, this shit, this shit is crazy. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of lost. Yo, so I, I'm I'm under the impression I don't know why I thought Baby Sham signed the Buster. Right, he did. He on, on flip mode. He did. Yeah. He signed the flip mode. They actually did the album. Everything went good, and uh, I don't I don't know. Like with Buster, that that whole I got a good I got a real close relationship with Buster because I was there for like the whole duration of Station Level event. You know, a few mm-hmm. albums, the whole flip mode, making album. Like, Cam brought me, you know, to every session. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know, like, once again, some artists are not fucking good CEOs. You know what I mean? Lord Have Mercy, Rod Digger, you know what I mean? Uh, Rock Marciano is the only yeah, one. He's the only one out there, you know. That's undeniable, though. That, yeah. that, but I'm just saying that made it on his own. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? He didn't need but to bring up the labels. He fucking did the footwork. You know yeah. I, mean? I think Rock yeah. I think Rock drop a single almost every week, son. Hey, <laughs> let, let independent niggas split. Yeah. That 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 um that Meek Flow video, where'd you shoot that at? <laughs> Man, y'all doing homework. Damn, Yo, son, because that video, it looks super simple, but the mm-hmm. energy in that video, I love that shit. Man. It looked like, yo, to me, it looked like you in Vegas. Uh, nah, there you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the mountains, right? Because of the yeah, mountains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, I used to live in Vegas. I just moved. I'm in ATL now. I, I used to live in Vegas. And I just shot, I just, uh, like, fuck, let me drop some shit. And I shot it. So Meek Flow, obviously the inspiration is inspired by me. You get what I'm saying? So just the energy and everything. Yeah. It's like a it's like a meek record, like you know what I mean? So I just shot it and threw it out, like you know what I mean? Yeah. What do you what's your impression of um of Vegas of being somebody from New York City? Because I mean I I to me like Vegas Whack. is Wow. There you go. No, no disrespect to Vegas. Any Vegas viewers, no disrespect. But I, I, it's a difference of being a tourist and living there. I live here. It's small, like we from the city. You know what I mean? Used to, you know what I mean? It's small as fuck. It's dirty. You know what I mean? You can't even, it's a desert, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Vegas just to me just give like 42nd Street in the in the, the 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Hey, they got a uh, it's called the Old Vegas. You ever been to the Old oh, yeah, Vegas? Yeah, 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 downtown yeah. Fremont Street. Yeah, so that's the 40 Deuce, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Fremont Street. Yeah. The New Vegas is like I don't know, but the New the Vegas, is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. The Old Vegas is 40 Deuce. They <laughs> drummers. You know what I mean? Drummers, mm-hmm. niggas, pop locking and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yo, what's the hip-hop scene like in Vegas, though? Because I know you checked that out. Uh, I didn't really... It was... You know, they more like... They, they, they West Coast artists. Like, you know what I mean? So I went to a few... I checked a few out. I, I performed a few times out there. My last show was actually with, uh... Rest in Peace, uh... Slim. What? Slim, uh... Slim, uh... uh yeah, uh... Nah, Slim, uh... 600? 500? 300. Okay. YG, uh, YG artist. Oh. That, uh, that, uh, Slim 400. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
I don't know, man. It's, they West Coast artists, so it's like you know, what I mean, it's, I mean, that's to me. It's like some dope people in the West Coast, but then there's the there's like West Coast, West Coast that just you know too like, much, too much. Nobody's like when I like perform and do you know do shit. Like I, I consider myself as a as a, a real MC artist. Like, right. you know what I mean, I can mm-hmm. rap about. I got so many different styles. So when I see somebody and they just one dimensional and every artist sound the same, it's like damn, like. Nursery, you don't like nursery rhymes. You don't like simple. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I got some, I got some dumbing down records because mm-hmm. like you gotta think like everybody's not gonna like everything you do. Yeah. So you gonna have niggas that like this though. He's spitting. You gonna like the conscience. You gonna like the club. Right. You gonna like the trap. I need to hear niggas cooking up, whipping up. So you gotta give them everything. That's more like that. that that kind of explains my style. Like I never, if you kind of like listen to my record, I never sound the same on no record, never. You know mm. what I mean? Like a fucking chameleon. Yo, so one thing I'm sure you probably like about Vegas, did you go to Dress? Uh-huh. Lived in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the shit was lit. Damn, niggas, you take Yeah, no, shout Dress, Dress lit. First thing I did when I uh, got out there was found the, uh, a plug promoter. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the promoters, it's paying buck, honey, oh, yeah. buck yeah. fifty to get in. You know what I mean? Fabulous hell, two hundred. Now I'm getting it free with comps. So, yeah, Yo, yeah, I, I feel like did, did Fabulous have a residency with them? Cause I feel like Fab was always at Fab, wow. Fab, Fab, Rick Ross, Gucci. Wayne, probably right. Fab, Rick Ross, Gucci, Trey Songz, uh, I think Luda. Yeah, man, niggas got wow. residency. Like how you call it. So to go back to um, let's talk up more about like the independent wave. Like, what is your impression now on direct to consumer um, music? Whereas before you needed, like you said, that label you needed them dudes to co-sign you and walk you in to a label. But now it's kind of like yo, if you dope, you put your own work out and let people consume it. So what, what's your thought process around that? Uh, I like it and I don't like it. You know what I mean? I like it because it's easier to. Drop a record, you know what I mean, and just be out. Like the label is kind of like control how much, you know, how much content you can you can put out. Versus now you can just if you're independent, you can drop, drop whenever. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I don't like the stream shit. Like I just was like listening, like trying to get a breakdown of it. So they saying it's the NBA Young Boy rule. So now they double, they double the sales of each stream. I think it's now it's three thousand. It was three thousand each. So, one, right? It, I think it was like yeah, fifteen hundred streams was one sale. Now it's like three thousand each is one sale. Like I don't, I don't like. I like physical, physical copies. Like that's when you know niggas are selling. Right, yo, right, two hundred thousand. Yeah. Ain't nobody selling. Yo, he sold two hundred thousand. You see niggas at Times Square, uh, TRL. When your shit drop, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ain't no see you go in the store, yo. No CDs, it's gone. You knew niggas was selling. Right. And mm-hmm. now it's like you go online, like this shit is this, this shit is kind of book. I hate the stream and shit. I hate it and I and I like it. Yeah. You know what? You know what's what's bug about like the um the streaming joint too or whatever is like streaming has really made people step back and look at like physical copy numbers and yeah, kind of yeah. try to act like like before people would have a week where you know all right they did 
200, 300,000. Like that, people be like, oh, this dude did 200,000. Now, for the life of your project in terms of physical copy to do 200,000, like I think physical lot, copies for King Disease 3 may have been like 30,000 copies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People yeah. like, yo, that, that's, that's good. That's like acceptable now. 30,000 yeah. is fucking, that's a triple cop, that's triple cop right there. Like, <laughs> but yo, that's, that's, that's where we are. But to me, like the physical copies also makes it easier for auditing purposes yeah, yeah. yeah you know, like yeah. the actual the, the, when you start looking at the streams i feel like there's such a manipulation of streams like you think about the dude um the six nine dude had like the stream farms or whatever where you know somebody just running the records behind the scene and it's not it's not an accurate depiction on how the, the music is actually um received you know like can you actually connect the fan to that stream probably right. not or a lot of streams is inflated numbers also yeah. And I hate, man, I hate that nigga, man. For real. These fucking sniggers are hip hop cancer, man. Get him the fuck out of Get exiled him. Get him out of here, man. Right. Fucking the culture up. I can't stand I hate that nigga. Sorry. What is it what is it about him though that makes you say like yo, you you hate him for hip hop? Because he's he's fabricated. Mm. He's fabricated hundred percent. It's a difference. You know, rap is fabricated to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But he's just too like super fabricated. You can't you can't really talk, you know, you can't talk that shit like that and then to be a full blown rat and think it's cool. <laughs> like you pushing this shit like you pushing this agenda. Now look with Gunner and all this shit, well it ain't that bad. It it's bad. It's bad. And then like he's proud of it. You know what I mean? He didn't say yo I would nah I look at it like, damn, niggas did kidnap, like, niggas try to violate him. But he could have handled that a whole different way. Why you get up? Yo, man, yeah, it was him. Yo, yeah. Put him away for 30 years. Then you back. Now you, hold up, hold up. We're going to make this shit quick. Now you get released, and now you antagonizing He's a man. You get what I'm saying? This shit is undercover. You, you antagonize him, motherfuckers. Yo. And then you got police with you. So the first time somebody <laughs> jump on, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I can't wait. Everybody get their day. And I can't wait until niggas wake him up. Because you fucking the coach up, bro. Like, Yo, you, you know something, though? Like, part of the responsibility is his. Another part of responsibility, though, is actually the people in the hood that still allow it to go on and embrace it. Because it's a different day and age, you know? Like, um, bro, it's money, in- bro. integrity and values is not the same as what it used to be. Like, back in the days, you was done you behind Because it's, it's money. You just seen the, the not too long, uh, a few months ago, he back in the fucking hood in Brooklyn with some other niggas. You know what I mean? They looking, they in the video, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they looking behind, they, they you know, looking around. You know yeah, he dropped, yeah. you know he paid niggas, yo, just, here's a stack. Just stand here and look cool with me. It's, it's money now, man. It's money and clout. Clout, clout is the number one drug, like, it's the number one drug, man. I can't stand this shit, man. You know, yeah. Jay-Z said this, though, a while ago. Remember when 30 do 20? Yeah, yeah. When snitching is the shit. Yeah. Um, I love, I love Jay-Z. I fuck with him. Yo, yeah. I asked a lot. I asked a lot of the QB artists this, so I'll put it to you also. Like in a hood that's that rich in talent, that's basically like a talent incubator. Uh, what does the artist need to do to stand out to set themselves aside from the 150 other dudes or the dude? It's at least five dudes that rap in each building. Because it's 
Like right now, the the only artist I see that's like right there is Piff. Mm-hmm. Piff, Piff Jones is right there not only because of his talent, because I like him as an artist overall. Like when I him and uh, Chef Lyle, that's a them two dudes are like real artists. But right. like with Piff, his advantage is he's Dave East. You know, he's Dave East right. He's right there with Dave East. That's his yeah. man. So that's the only little bit of leverage that he got, you know what I mean, to get he's halfway in the door. In the industry, he's halfway in there. So I just don't like how, you know, once again the OGs, man, that could walk these niggas could walk niggas in the label. Hey, this is the next one out of two beats. Sign it. Mm. And that's that it. That's it. Yeah. That's 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 a that's an ongoing thing, man. The 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 gap between the OGs and the youth, man. And, and that stop, that's, that apparently it stopped on a lot of things from happening, man. And it shouldn't. Yeah, man, I mean, it's, I don't, I'm not saying it's, it's not jealousy. I can't say jealousy. How can it be jealousy when they made it already? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can't say it's jealousy. At, at one point with me, I felt like it was, uh, you know, like, like, like niggas was scared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like niggas was scared. Because when you start listening to like a real artist and how he's putting this shit together compared to, you know, the old Jesus, like, damn, I can't, I can't let him, you know what I mean? I can't put him on right now. I can't. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, Quality I can see the content. Or people being fearful for their spot. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, man. But how but can you be fearful? Because you, you, made, you made it already. What is it? You, you, made, you and Legacy doing history. You know what that comes from though? Like if you think about it, like in, especially in our culture, we have we created this mindset that there only can always be one. And you right. always in competition with somebody, right? So look at it. We when we talk about LeBron and KD, we yeah. acknowledge that they're both great basketball players, but we also compare, like, yo, who's better, LeBron or KD? Who's better? Jay-Z or Nas? You know, who's better? Foxy or Kim? Who's it's better? Both, it's bullshit because it's different pedigrees. You know, they, they got exactly. different different shit about them that make you like them. You yeah, like LeBron right. because overall he can pass, score. You know what I mean? Yeah. You like KD because he got the killer. He can he coming in and talk on you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's different. It's just sprinkled different pedigrees. And, and mm-hmm. That's what makes you like them. But if we embrace, if we embrace that mindset, if we only always hear it can either be, it got to be this person or that person, then I can see people being fearful, like, damn, like right now it's me. If I put this next person in position, is it still going to be me? Like, I don't know if people have the mindset to understand, like, yo, it's it's more than one dollar out there. Like, we could all get money, but everybody... Think nobody, of like it nobody don't nobody don't or we wouldn't even be having this discussion right now. <laughs> and it'd be several one one nigga would have been like, I'm signing only two B artists. Mm-hmm. My whole roster's only niggas from my hood. But it don't have to be like that. You just get one. Just pick one. Just get one, you know what I mean? And give him give him the shot. Because once he gets the shot and he and he excels, then he opened the door for the rest of them. Another one, right. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's the only way that the legacy is going to be going right now because without legacy it's, it's, it's not tarnished but it's it's a fucking roadblock in between so yeah. until you know somebody with power just you know what I mean or how it normally happens it's always somebody that's not from you know what I mean right the area 
or you know what I mean, to scoop that diamond in the rough out and then boom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, but that, sometimes that's because when people stand too close to it, they can't really appreciate it. You know, and then the people from afar come along. Right but then I, I, felt, I felt like at one point, though, I ain't gonna front. I felt like at one point that Prodigy was kind of like that dude. And I don't know if he only was doing one. it because Prodigy wasn't originally from QB. Only one. He actually, uh, he actually got on board with the QB uh, United uh situation. He got on board, but no, but no problems. Him and him and Jungle pretty was like, yo, come on, let's do it. Yeah, it's something about something about Prodigy. Like even with the even though the the bars and hooks thing went sour, it didn't work out. But it always seemed like that that he Prodigy. Still had, he still had love for them niggas. Still, if you look at the picture where uh, on my IG, Mike DeLorean's in the picture with him. You get what I'm saying? And this yeah. is the time where the book and all that shit already came out and it's tension. But he still had genuine love. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Regardless yeah. of what they what they did, like, you know what I mean? I can't speak on, you know, what happened. Everything happens for a reason. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They was just like, like, bars and hooks, like, they got history with them. We're, we're the same age, went to the same school, same hood, grew up with different situations. So, if the business ain't right, and you, you know, when you got that young hood mentality, the first time you feel like you violated, you gonna violate. Yeah, you gonna violate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so ain't nobody gonna say, now I bet now they they business mind is so they, they so you know developed yeah yeah super developed and and, and 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 business minded now they would have thought twice on doing shit you know what yeah. I mean so yeah right how did that what was the the impact of that book um in the hood because you know like we've had bad. other people on we kind of yo that's what i was about to say everybody look around it but nobody really talked about how impactful it was because it's y'all from the hood so we talk politics mm. it's certain shit it's certain shit that should never be spoke on outside of the hood right you, you know what i mean that you, you you can't you can't publicize that shit man you can't it's no you can't glorify none of that shit like Nah, nah. And then certain shit you say a lot. Some shit was fabricated because it's like I know, you know what I mean, some of the stories, and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's her, you know, politics, bro. <laughs> it's politics, bro. You can't, you know, you know, you just know yeah. better. Well, talk, talk about me in the industry. What's that about? Man, it's just, it, it is what they say it is. Like, you know what I mean? It is what it is. So, when I went to LA, I went to LA with Ron. Like, I lived in LA for fucking probably like 10 years like off and on and that's when I like seen, seen the industry you know just hanging with Ron I done went to Jimmy Iovine crib you know I've been in a session with Dre when I seen Dre have anybody in the room round, right you have to run right. niggas on their phone kicking them out you know what I mean <laughs> on the spot you answer a text kick you out he go around the room hey what line hey what you got what line you got for this you know what I mean? From that to almost had uh, three publishing deals. You know what I mean? Ron brought me to a few, like, one a few spots. And I learned after I didn't get, you know, the publishing deal, I went out to party where all the writers from mm-hmm. L.A. was. And it's just a circuit. Right. You know what I mean? And they not, it's hard to get in that circuit, nigga. You got to be related. You know what I mean? Or the label got to, uh, you know, address, yeah, this is our new writer. So yeah, that industry shit is really what it is, man. Let's just kick the fucking door down on your own. It's a lot of ass kissing. 
the lawyers run. The, I learned that from Ron too. The lawyers run this shit. The mm. lawyers have the all the relationships you can't get. Industry, mm. industry, bro. Speak about if you can, like specifically, like the like lawyers' involvement in it, because that's an element that we talk a lot about, like business and you know the hip the hip hop industry and. We talk a lot about labels and stuff like that, but we don't really yeah. spend much time talking about like lawyers' contribution to it. Hey, because they got the relationships. So it's like, if I'm your lawyer representing you, right? And you're like, damn, your endoscope is hot right now, man. I, I need to, I just need to play one, two records to give me that thing. Well, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll actually represent his nephew. You know what yeah. I mean? Or mm-hmm. I know his wife. One call. You know what I mean? One call. They go from. They go from CEOs to top execs, like their relationships are different. So, snap of a finger, they can get you in the, you know what I mean? In a position where you need to be. And run it. Do you feel like at, um, at that age, you was able to really sit back, appreciate, and soak up that game? Or do you nah, look at it differently? Hell no. I would, hell no. <laughs> I wish I, hell no. I wish I could go back. I'm not, I look at my history. I look at my journey so far. Like, it's not over. But I look at, you know, what I've been through. And I right. always wish, the shit I know now, I wish I could go back and, and do, do it, it over. Yeah. First, first from, from now situation, it was great hard and then some. Then he put him in. So he had too much going on, so I couldn't be an artist over there. That didn't go right or whatever. So with Ron, it was like, he's an NBA player. He's doing mad shit. But little do people know, I did a lot of, he turned me into a producer. Mm. You know what I mean? So with like a law and a lot of female artists and artists he signed, I actually, I, I actually wrote a lot of shit. I engineered a lot of shit. So he kind of wow. made me, you know, a fucking, you know what I mean? To, to see it different from an artist's point of view. And if I could do it all all over again, instead of being 200% loyal to niggas, all the contacts I've met from people, I would have been, yo, I got my own shit. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. I would have been different, but I don't regret it though. You know, everything yeah. I've been raising. Yo, Rob, I don't know if you remember when we had Prospect on, we had Prospect on from, um, from TS and I asked him something similar. And he was saying like one of the um one of the regrets that he had is that a lot of his relationships were by way of through like pun and uh, Joe and stuff like that. And he said that in retrospect he, he wished that he would have probably used those relationships. Yeah. Made him What's up, Facts. Bundy? What's good? Facts. Peace, Bundy. Facts, because they get you they get you everywhere. They get you everywhere, bro. I got a lot of relationships from Braun, you know what I mean? Real relationships, you know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy shit. Just from just from doing little shit. If we was to walk in the club like this game seven when they won the championship, I got niggas in the club. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it was Lizzie Lohan, Puff Daddy, shit niggas couldn't get it. So little shit like that, the relationships, you be surprised how you know people remember little shit. Relationships yeah. mean everything, bro. Everything. So what prevented you from, you know, when you were younger, what prevented you from kind of soaking up that game and, and utilizing it then? Uh, shit, I was just more observant. And that the wild side of me, like, bugging and shit, I was kind of like, I was grown for my age. You know what I mean? I, I was hanging around niggas 30 years old and I was 15. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot from hanging all my people's older than me. I'll, I'll hang with an older person and a younger person 
everything. So just learning, you know what I mean? Learning game from, learning game from the older motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Soaking it up and applying it to my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let me dig in your brain real quick. Just imagine uh, this. Uh huh. If Nas and Hav put an album together, who would you think of this time? Uh, masterpiece, man. <laughs> masterpiece. One of the best. One of the greatest producers that I don't have it. Always show me love. Like my relationship with every artist or OG is solid. Ain't no artist from Black Poet to Iman Thug to Nate to Littles that I can't, you know what I mean, hit up and talk to. I just feel like I just feel like man, I, I wish. I wish everybody was just, you know what I mean? <coughs> keep, kept the brotherhood, man. Just keep the fucking brotherhood, man. Maybe it's your voice, bro. Maybe it's your voice that can that can tie that knot. Nah, man. Nah, my voice ain't strong enough. My voice, my voice is hurt to certain. If I, your, my voice would probably be strong if I had the bag. You know what I mean? Um. If I had the bag and say, yo, listen, boom, yo, Interscope, Nas, having they want two million for the album, boom, on the table. You know, money, money talks. Niggas right. have an album done in a week. Yeah, Ken. Do, do you ever see, see a wish in the time where you think all the QB cats can get together, man, or come together, or you think that, that that's going to play this course out? Nah, we kind of could. Like, Nas proved it already. You know, just off the QB Finest album like that, I don't think nobody ever, but just me doing the QB United album was just, trying to get the younger generation with the older generation. You know what I mean? So like if you hear some of the tracks, it's a few young dudes with uh mm-hmm. with uh uh rapper noise. You know what yeah. I mean? Try to mix it up so and I don't know, I think Nas is the only honestly speaking, I think Nas is the only one that can just hit anybody line and go come to the studio doing QB part two and niggas to come. Niggas are <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact, fact. Yeah, I mean, he got how you call it. I guess people have that much love for him, and they feel like you know he the OG of the hood. Yeah, so. I mean he's the, I mean he's the king, bro. Like, come on, man, that's the king. That's like, <laughs> it's like Obama hitting you saying, "Yeah, I want you to come to dinner." Fuck you, say, "Oh, that's Obama. I ain't going to dinner." So, so tell us about the concept of um, me versus the industry. Um, because I, I did hear, I heard the joint, the, um, is it 30 Summers, that you hopped on the 30 Summers? So each track is like that, that you're adding a verse to an existing yeah, record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, because a lot of people, like, when I threw that last little clip out and had Boots Pizza going in, niggas like, yo, why you get the budget to get them? Like, they can't, you know, <laughs> pick up the concept, like, yo, come on, my nigga, like, intellect. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's pretty much, you know what I mean? Me versus the industry is pretty much just me, you know, like 50 Cent, you know, Jack, you know, or just two, you know, jacking for beats. You know what right. I mean? Just in the new millennium type, you know, type style. Like, okay. Like, so what, what what records can we expect to see you having added a verse to besides the 30 Summers joint? And the 30 Summers joint is hot. I like how it came good out. Good looking, good looking, good looking. Um, I got, uh, I did uh, the joint Major Distribution off of uh, Drake and uh, 21 Savage album. Okay. Oh, that's very different. Like, I'm a, I'm probably gonna shoot a video of that soon, cause 
the way I flipped it, and when you hear the project, you'll know, like, you hear maybe distribution, you hear what they rapping about, but then when you hear, I'm actually talking about major distribution, industry shit, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's like the one joint, uh, I did the Super Plug, Benny the Butcher Super Plug, okay. and I actually, you know, rap, rap like the Super Plug, you get what I'm saying? But when yeah. you hear it, uh, and I and I engineered, mixed, I did all that shit myself. So when you wow. hear me chopping, when you hear me chopping it up, it actually some of this shit sound better than the actual record that mm. they dropped. You know what I mean? In my opinion, but it just gives you a different perspective, like on on the artistry level. Who who is doing that right now? You get nobody. what I'm saying? <laughs> Fact. Yeah, yeah, nobody. Yo. Why is it that? Cause you um, we talk about like the the uniting of artists and bringing all these artists together for like this grand project. You know, I hear you talk a lot about like the how the finances make people move to be interested in doing it. Why is it? Do you think that people can't see beyond, see the bigger vision, and see how potentially doing it for nothing could potentially lead to a bigger bag? Cause they both gotta be on the same page. They both. That's like y'all three coming up with an idea. Hey, just, hey, clips. You mm-hmm. say, yo, I think we should do this. Then you say, I like that, but I think we should do this too. And then he say, nah, but we should do this too. And y'all all three be like, oh, shit, let's do it. Without no money, you know what I mean? The money gonna come later. So it's right. just being on the same page. Outside of the bag, outside of, yo, just got the bag, no idea. What y'all wanna do? Cause I'ma do it if y'all don't. Oh shit, yo, we, yeah, we order. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Like sometimes I feel like it's it's um <clears throat> there's some people that you could sell on a vision on what your uh-huh. vision is, and there's some people that they align with the vision and they like, yo, I really see, I appreciate the vision, and I feel good about it. Like, yo, we gonna walk this walk together, and we gonna get yeah. to that. And yeah. there are some people that you know, like this, they they may not necessarily connect with the vision, and what they connect with is the financial reward, like the compensation around yeah, it. But, but but yo, you know what's crazy about that? Think about how many people potentially have shortchanged themselves out of things right. because they couldn't see the vision. Whereas you know. For, I'll give you a prime example. One of the stories I hear, you mentioned Sean Money XL earlier. Uh-huh. You know what I heard the story about Sean Money XL and for 50s Get Rich or Die Trying um, yeah. joint that Sean Money supposedly sold like his publishing or something like that and wanted money for like all the recording, the previous recordings and stuff he did and they was trying to get him to keep the publishing and his attorney even told him like, yo, don't give up your publishing but he ended up getting paid and end up losing his publishing now if you think about the money he could have generated from get rich or die trying yes, man big made me a big i was always hip for some money but i was a bigger fan you know just knowing the joints he did on that and just the contribution mm-hmm. for 50 whole career it's like i don't know that's like the i don't know that's a win-lose situation because it's like hey i'm in the jam i need to break Right. That's, that's, how every, yeah, that's how right. every artist is right. fucked over or for public mm-hmm. I don't care if you, nigga, you can get a contract right now, but you know you got 10000 in the bank right now left to your name. And they say, hey, this contract is fucked up. But shit, it's $2 million right now. Mm-hmm. What you gonna, like, what are you gonna do? It's like, you, we can't answer it. Only you got the answer to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's, I mean, you're right, because I do think people are in perspective where you like, damn, like, you know what, my my phone bill got to get paid now, right I got to pay my mortgage. Every, 
<laughs> every artist, every artist, it comes to that. Cause mm. how the fuck you gonna be up and then be like, well, I ain't gonna get no money later for this shit. I'm gonna sit on it. Look at the Beatles, Michael, and all these. These niggas sat on they shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So niggas is damn in days. And the family, yo, this is my will. Listen, no ideas. Hold mm-hmm. my shit down. You know what I mean? It's yeah. gonna take y'all to the top. You don't even know what's in there. And the, and the, the you know, the industry is like, hey, yeah, yeah, we snatching that. No, I left that off. Yeah. It's the, you know what it is? It's kind of like the, um, like the, when you see like people win the lottery and they be like, yo, you could have, you know. Yeah, I just said that. Bread now. You can have, yo, it's a race. I give you five million. Uh, I give you, no, 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 no. It was fucking, I give you two million, two million in like five years or some shit. Like 20,000, 20,000 a month or take, or take 800,000. No, no, take on it, take on eight hundred thousand. You know what I mean? Now, after taxes, nigga, or take five million, take five million in five years. Yeah, that's what it was. Because so people were thinking in the media, they only thinking about them now. Yo, do you did you hear did you hear that breakdown? Here's five million in five years, <laughs> or here's eight hundred thousand. Oh shit! Now I'll be dead tomorrow. Give me the eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but you know what the counter argument to that has been though? Like now people are saying like, well, for maybe five million today ain't gonna be five million tomorrow. Yeah. I get that, but That's I still don't feel like that. Man, unless, <laughs> unless you invest that shit. Man. And a lot of the average black person, they think about mm. investments and you know what I mean? How to flip I mean, the money the right way. Burn that up, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, you know, so what I guess from an artist perspective, like even you and you talking about getting projects done on the strength for might not necessarily have the budget. Like, how do you get people to buy into your vision? Hey, that's 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 the the life I like about you know the era we in now because a lot of shit is like pertaining back to what you said to where producers speed a vision. You get what I'm saying? A lot of unknown producers are getting out there because they just throwing beats at niggas. They going on your page. They reviewing your shit. Oh, this dude is dope. Inbox. Yo, I like it. Let's work. But you know it, off of your, your followers alone, a situation comes. Right. So it's like, you know what I mean? Just, right. Just stay crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, Rob? Yo, I just wanted, you know, my, 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 my one um, last um, mention was that freestyle you did on Ultra Black, my nigga. <laughs> thank, thank you, bro. Thank, thank you from a, a hip hop lyricist, someone who loves it. lyrics and know how to flip. You know, a, a track. You did that shit, bro. Uh, appreciate, it, appreciate it, man. I, uh, uh, that, that little video I did myself, but I kind of like, I like to throw the visuals, you know, off the punchline yeah. so they yeah. can catch it. Because some people, you know, it's not, you know, bar literate, so you know. I just did, did that, like, like that. I, you know, I, I did that, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I did that on the stuff and now, like, he always been my inspiration, like, like, you know what I mean? And that was one record. I always, out of all his albums he dropped, I always find a few records that I say, oh, I can flip that shit over. And Ultra yeah, Black, yeah. Ultra Black was just so crazy. If you hear the way he's coming on it, right? how can you not come, you know what I mean? And then when the way you chopped it, I was like, that was a dope rendition of that shit. Man, I had to, bro. It's no way. I'm representing Queensbridge. There's no way if he, he hear it and be like, 
Oh, yeah, you did okay. it justice. Absolutely. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Salute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ken. Hey, man, I just want to tell you, man, keep it up, because you might be able to be that bridge, man. You out there stoking, stoking QB. You got the connects. You got the young and the old. You might be able to bring it all together, man. Salute. I appreciate it. Uh, to respond to that, I'm a, like, like I said, I'm a young OG now. Like, my, my time ain't passed. Music is timeless number one. My time ain't passed. I just took a lot of time off from just having my hands in other shit. Right. So I just, you know, I'm like, you know what? 2023, you know what I mean? Let me just, let me just drop a few, you know what I mean? Make fake EPs, get it out there. My overall is, if I was to ever, anything break from these records I'm dropping, I have a roster of, you know, niggas, artists, from Queens, because I already know that mm-hmm. Listen, we know how the business, blah, blah, business is right. Just get in there. Like, the work ethic. Right. That's what a lot of niggas, they lack that. They lack. I've seen it. I know it. They <laughs> lack that. Straight up. Even with a budget. Niggas, niggas that get 100000 I need a project in a month. It'll be four months, six months later, niggas have a half a project. Yo, yo, I don't know if you saw um, Cormega's interview on I think Bagfield did you see Cormega's interview on Bagfield mm-hmm. you seen what when Cormega said I was like damn like yo finally somebody gets it Cormega was talking about how dudes get a budget or whatever it is and they'll go to the studio and sit at the studio and try to write or whatever it is and write for hours and hours and blow through their budget instead of writing their rhymes at home and just going into the studio to record to record I mean every artist is different like I gotta I gotta I gotta access to a lab to where, you know what I mean, I can sit in there and do that. Mm-hmm. But some people, they vibe different. Niggas, from an artist perspective, if I sit home and just play a beat and write, it's cool. But versus me going in the studio or fucking, you know what I mean, $200 an hour, the ambiance is set, the speakers, is, this shit, the beat hitting, that shit gonna come out way different. Mm-hmm. Way different. So every artist, is, every artist is different, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cormega was like, nah, I'll be, I'll write my joint. I have my stuff to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mega, oh, Mega, 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 he a vet, bro. He a vet. Like that shit, he's not even writing. He should be freestyling. Right. Now it's don't even write. I witnessed that plenty of times. So when you at that level, you right, you go in there and play a beat. All right, done. Yeah, yeah, but you, yo, you see the difference now in the studio though, like the how the same way we talked about the evolution of creation of music, like like from the dats to the two inch reels to now we're from this big huge studio to now yo, I'm just gonna go down to my basement and record. Facts, where where like back to my uncles, like I said, I learned a lot about pro tools. Like I met, I do, I engineer myself, so it's like. If you can just, just fully blow all the plugins, you have a big studio in your laptop. Yeah. Yep. You don't have to go nowhere. That's why I like all these, you know, all of the young rappers coming out dropping shit. It ain't no, these ain't the niggas that big, ready to die and, uh, you know, reasonable doubt. You know what I mean? These ain't these big engineers. These niggas is high school students <laughs> mixing that, you know, mixing that shit, yeah. throw effect on it, and it's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. So, any last words? Anything you want to close with? Uh, shit, several, I guess. Yo, shout out No Ideas Podcast. This 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 interview was 
magnificent. Like I didn't even I expected, it, but I didn't expect it like the way y'all y'all broke it, you know what I mean? Questions and everything. Oh uh, shit. The project coming out, top of the year, me versus the industry. Probably gonna do like 10 non-tracks. I'm not doing 30 tracks, like we ain't doing all that. Uh got another project, Trap and Field. I kinda been dropping singles off that. So I'm gonna actually throw that out. Working on a joint with straight bankers, not straight bankers. We actually gonna be working on that soon. I got another secret. I'ma blow it up. Shout out Ayatollah. That's my dude. We working on a project too. I got several joints. With him, I'm kinda sitting. I'm not rushing none of these records. Sorry, Ayatollah. You have to wait. But it's gonna be a match, you know what I mean? Shout out him. Get that coming and uh yeah, shout out, shout out Metal World Peace. He's still out there. Hella, hella investments. He in the tech world. He got his own uh, league. It's sponsored by Boost Mobile. So, you know, niggas is working. Shout out, oh, my, my God. Brooke, Mr. QB. Got the clothing line. I am uh, I am the brand. I am QB. Go to check him out. I am the brand. And, you know, get some dead black owned. And, uh, right. That's what man. And catch Chalice on the No Ideas original podcast project also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went stupid on that real quick. <laughs> so, you know, real quick. Yo, we want to thank everybody for pulling up and watching tonight's show. Make sure you hit the like button if you haven't. Comment, subscribe, share the video. Salute. Peace out, everybody. Have a good night. Yo, Chalice, chill for a minute with us behind the scenes. I want to do No, no, fact, fact. Hell yeah, let's